Should we yeah. in the studio? It feels like forever. We're both in the studio right? together. It's, yeah, it's been it's been it's been a time. It's been a time. Um, but yeah, I think it's totally worth it for this gentleman. I'm, I'm glad I put forth that extra effort to you know make it happen. <laughs> I get on the streetcar and come across and <laughs> make it to the studio. Um, yeah, I mean let's just dive in. We are chatting with the very cool. And I've just met him, Matthew Edison. Matthew Edison. Thanks Hello. for coming on the show. And and he's he already kind of knows what's going on. But yeah. He's prepared. <laughs> so it was the fun of that. He yeah. was bored one day. Let's <laughs> see what these guys do. Oh, no. Had you all vetted by the CIA? That's probably the CCIA. RCMPIA. And and we just kind of throw this one out there just to kind of get get to know you just sure. a little better. Um, your all-time favorite movie? Ooh, all-time favorite movie is uh, probably Cinema Paradiso. Ooh, Ooh such nice. a good movie. Yeah. And such I don't think anyone movie. said that one before. Nobody said really. I'm pretty sure. I have a lot of favorites, but that's that's yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Finally saw that for the first time. I think like. Four years ago, it's one oh, of the first wow. movies I watched when I started the blog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. What a treat! Like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. It's also because it's a movie about the love of movies, which right? is yeah. cool too. Yeah. I loved it. That little kid, man. Eh? So memorable. That's one of the films that you're like, it's it's a classic, and yeah. so you hear about it all the time, and you never watch it, and then when you finally yeah. do, you're like, oh my god, why I did I not never see this? Well, now it's like we're we're like in this culture where we can we don't have to have watched the movies or read the books, we just yeah. have to say on our profile that we've watched the right movies and read right. the right books. Yeah. And well, actually, that doesn't yeah. matter. I know the movie I'm supposed to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's on the list. It's on yeah. The list. Yeah. <laughs> I read the clips notes, it's fine. Well, I used to work at a video store in New York called uh, Kin's Video, and okay. uh, that was, you know, one of my many under-the-table jobs. Uh, was that like an indie store? Or was yeah, it was an indie store. Okay. At the time, it was very... I mean, now, I mean, we don't even have video stores anymore, but we, at the time... They'll come back. Yeah, they'll come <laughs> There are a couple out of here trying yeah, to, like, sure. I still photograph them. There's one in Victoria, too, uh, oh, right sweet. by my mom's place, yeah, I called only Victoria video or something. It's still there. You know, it's like <laughs> next to a Max Milk. And, oh. But people use it. And uh, but yeah, the one the video store in New York, Kim's Video, was this kind of in in Manhattan anyway. At the time, it was like the very first kind of cinephile video store. It was run by this guy named Mr. Kim who owned a. He used to work at a fruit stand out in front of this laundromat. Okay. That he made enough money selling fruit to buy the laundromat. And these two guys, Matthew Murillo and Richard Milkman were at the NYU TIFF Film School, and they would go in there and do, the, it was in the Lower East Side at the time, they'd go in there and get their like, dry cleaning or laundry done or whatever, and they had, he had all this space. And you know, they said, you should put up like, videos here, because you just have a counter, you hold this space, and he just shoved them some paper and a pen. So they went away. And they wrote down like every, like, <laughs> like, you know, every film from like you know Scorsese and like you know, well just everybody yeah. you know. And so the whole film, the whole video store was set up by like cinematographer and the great filmmakers of all. So that was my film school. Oh was my kind God. of working wow, at that, that video amazing. store. It was great. Yeah. So my they would say you, like you have to see you know this movie. You have to see right? this. I would just go home and watch them yeah. and study it. Yeah. See, and I did both too. I did two indie video stores, and then I worked at Rogers Video. Oh yeah, you covered the yeah, yeah. whole video basically. Yeah, the gamut. Yeah. <laughs> I worked at Rogers Video in the village, like it was right at Young Wellesley by the subway station. Uh -huh, yeah. And um, they had like a gay and lesbian section. I think yeah. we were the only Rogers that did. But I was like, I did, like Tootsie was in there, and I'm like, come on, 
<laughs> yeah. Hilarious. I'm like, you are reaching. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. You're stretching. Yeah. You're stretching. yeah. Just as they were reaching to have Dustin off and play a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pulled it off. Yeah, and then I did the jumbo and, and the blockbuster. Yeah. Oh yeah, jumbo. Yeah. But like as soon as the AFI started doing their their lists, mm. we would I would make sure that I ordered all the titles that we didn't okay. have. Yeah. I'm like, okay, and just put it in the AFI section. Like, yeah. These ones you can count on to be really good. Yeah. yeah. And just we had like a film festival section too, or something nice. that had like the more foreign and eclectic films that. Oh, cool. You might not get a chance to see unless you were at the festival. Well, we also had this like really like you know the porn section in the back. Yeah, section, we had that. Which too. was like they had like Rogers. dwarf porn. They had like even the porn section was curated. <laughs> it was like stuff you couldn't normally get. Oh, and, oh, oh, oh. and you'd get guys who'd come in like in the morning in the morning, and they'd be like they'd get like like two porn movies and like a Disney movie. This would always happen. <laughs> and, I, and I remember saying to my boss, I was like, it's so crazy they keep coming in with like these like dirty dirty porn nights and then like a Disney movie. And he's like, well. That's how you justify <laughs> the credit card expense of the video store for no. your wife or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got, like I got some, cents. you totally, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> What's Backside to the Future doing in here? I remember, because our section was, it was a separate room, so it was of course a mess all the time. Like, nothing was where it was supposed to be. We had the whole, the cover box on front and then the actual videotape oh, yeah. behind. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, it was always, nothing was right, so my buddy and I went in there and we're like, we're going to reorganize this whole room, and we were, we were like, do we do it like alphabetically or like right. thematically? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll do anal at the start. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd put that in the back end. Yeah. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Or by cinematographer. You know what I mean? Jordan! <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. funny that we always did video stories. How did we get to this conversation? <laughs> but I mean, it always comes back to this. Right? But it was yeah. such a good film education. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. And I mean, one of the things is like anything is having somebody in the know, like somebody who really knows their stuff, to be able to say, you know, you're studying acting, you got to watch this performance, or mm -hmm. you're you're writing a screenplay, you should you got to you got to watch you got to watch this Patty Chasky movie, or you got to yeah. right. and so I mean, I was maybe nineteen or twenty at the time and. It was it was awesome and like it, and you're only supposed to be able to take out three movies, but my boss would be like, "Give me nine films." He's like, "Don't come back until you've seen these nine films." Oh, so it was it was a great gig for that. I only got like five dollars American in that. It was mutual exploitation, right back in the day, yeah. but I got this great movie education for yeah. sure. Oh. And plus, like when customers come in who are passionate about film and you're passionate about film, and you start talking, it's like. Well, Some people just come in, rent, and leave, but other people are like. That's what I miss about the video store. And you get to know them too. You get that experience. Yeah. Because in the video store, you go in and, and you, you talk. You know, a lot of people talk about this now, even with banks and stuff like this. Oh, yeah. So they'll say, you know, I miss the social interaction yeah. with the teller. Or, and with video stores, you know, you know, you you were supposed to be kind of cranky and misanthropic. That's why you work at a video <laughs> store. And then you kind of like, and and you you only like you, you know, judge everyone. You judge everyone. <laughs> but then when you meet somebody who like comes in and they have a good taste in movies or something, and then you're like, hey, I got a movie you gotta watch, you know. And then they're suddenly yeah. you come in to get something else, and they're like, no, I'll forget that crap. You gotta yeah, watch this. Yeah. And how many times have we been ended like? the key to a great universe yeah. just because nice. someone who knows our taste yeah. says so. It's not the same when you're going online and you're like, you know, you're going through Netflix and you're like, I'll put that in my yeah. wish list, like who knows? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true, and you don't even have to commit to that. You start no. watching, it's like, no, this is shit. Watch it anytime. Yeah. Like this other thing, I had three days. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time yeah. Aside and watch it. Yeah. And you paid for it already, so yeah. you're watching it's, it. You're, you're not right. taking it back, That's not it. watch. You gotta rewind. You gotta return it. What a world. Oh man, the rewinding. Uh, yeah. And we had the separate machines just because so yeah. many people didn't rewind. Totally. Them. Yeah, <laughs> it all sucked. 
Yeah. Oh man. I mean, they still do. People still suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like rewind. Right. Like, you know, be kind. Rewind. Oh, I remember all that. I miss a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Suspect video was my local, right? When I lived on, I lived down around the corner. Now that whole area, of course, it's so different. Yeah. Yeah. has gone now. But yeah, that was a great place. For those, those guys were always really good at like getting you something. Like one of the things at the video store in, in, in New York that I work at, you get. I remember Todd, uh, uh, not Todd Salons, Todd. Todd uh, he made Safe the movie. Safe. Okay. Yeah. Todd yeah. Hammett. No, Todd. Can't remember now. He he, uh, a really great filmmaker. He made this incredible movie about the Carpen the Karen Carpenter story mm. using. Ken and Barbie as the brother and sister. Way. And yeah, and he made this whole film. It's a drama. It's all just made in stop motion with Ken and it's really like they did a great job of it and they kind of I guess slowly melted the doll to get her skinnier and skinnier. Oh, anyway, Maytel like wow. uh, banned the film. No. But he himself came in and would be like, here's a copy. You know? And I remember I had I, I had um, uh, Martin Sheen come in once and ask for a copy of uh, Hearts of Darkness, the documentary yeah. of, uh, or Heart of Darkness documentary for uh, uh, Apocalypse Now, I and I remember joking. I was like, "Well, don't don't you have it? You know, <laughs> don't you remember? Yeah, don't this? you? You should own this." And apparently, he has like, "Well, I have like a copy of a real to real copy." He's like, and I had another guy. He's like, "But I, uh, it's it's back at home." And he's like, "I'm in New York." And he was telling me too, like, he was like, he's like, "Well, I'm I'm here. I'm I'm with Charlie because he's in the he's in." <laughs> recovery right now. This was before West Wing. Before yeah. West Wing. And he said, uh, he's like, yeah, well, there's a neighbor down the hall. I was talking to her about it, so I wanted to get her a copy to watch. And so, I, you know, I had them well, get the copy. I was like, we'll come in tomorrow, and, you know, we don't have it here for you. We'll come in tomorrow. And so then I got it to him, and then, like, a few days later, I'm, like, at this corner deli in Tompkins Square Park, and I, have, I was playing basketball, and I had this basketball, and I was getting this, like, sandwich or whatever, and I hear, uh, Martin behind me. He's like, "Where do you play ball?" You know. And I turn around. And he's there. And I'm like, "Jesus, are you stopping?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I ended up playing basketball with him for like six weeks on Sunday mornings Damn. at seven in the what? morning uh. at Tompkins Square Park. But he, you know, he wasn't. He was, you know, people would know of Martin Sheen, but yeah. he wasn't. He hadn't done anything really in a while, and he wasn't a house. He wasn't the same kind of. Yeah. But um, but then it was only a few years later he he was doing West Wing and he had a reboost in his career. He's great. He said a really cool thing that I never forgot, which was that because I had seen him do this film on uh, TV, mm -hmm. it was like a movie, TV movie, and I thought it was great. And he said, uh, I wish I remember the name of it now. Anyway, he, I, I said to him, uh, why, why didn't, uh, why didn't you do that as a feature film release? And he said, well, they wanted to do it as a feature release, but I pushed for them to do it on television. Hmm. I, I was like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. He said, well. If you have something to say that's important, you should put it on TV because it reaches the most amount of people with the broadest amounts of income oh. spectrum. He yeah, said you can true. be poor or you can be the president, and you can and you'll watch TV. Yeah. And it's it's funny because this was before the landscape of television changed, where you could have movie stars and everyone yeah. on yeah. TV. So he was sort of ahead of that forefront. He was much more libertarian about the use of it. He he used to say that if Shakespeare were alive, he'd be writing television. Because oh, yeah, he was, yeah, right? talked sure. to the king, and talked to the plebeians, yeah. you know. Wow. Anyway, that was years. That was like in the late nineties or something. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I don't play basketball, so. And he, yeah, he's also really good. He's really yeah, good. that was going to be my he's next smaller, question. Like, is he good? <laughs> he's very talented. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, you grew up in Ottawa. Yeah. 
Ottawa, Quebec, yeah. Yeah, when, so when did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Well, I didn't know that you could do it as a job. You know, I didn't connect those things uh, until uh, somewhere in my teens. I, I was really quite, you know, like probably a lot of kids just like floating around. I was not a great student. I played a lot of hooky. Didn't really know how to fit in. I was trying to figure things out. It wasn't so. So I was like, God, geez, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking about really what could I do for a living because I knew I wasn't going to be good at anything. So <laughs> I, I was already predetermined, you know. <laughs> Everyone confirmed it for me. So I was like, oh. uh, And then I was hanging out with some uh, uh, kids who were probably not great for me and get kind of getting me in trouble and stuff. And so I, I needed something else to do at recess. So I, I found out there was like this improv thing in the basement. And I, I didn't really know anything about it, but teacher said I should go check it out. So I did. And I went into the room and I remember thinking, oh, this is really cool. There's like one of every demographic here. Oh, cool. You know? Wow. Like the brainiac, the jock, the metalhead, the winner. It's your breakfast club. It's right? your breakfast club. <laughs> totally. 100%. So I was like, wow. And it was a tech school. It was for the old Sir Wilfrid Laurier, not the new one that's in Orleans or the semi new one. But it was an old tech school. It was a lot of times where, where other kids were rejected or got kicked out of other schools, they'd go mm -hmm. there. I just went there because of where it was regionally. Yeah. But, and as a way of kind of not getting into trouble at recess with these other guys, I needed somewhere to hide out. And this improv room class, and it was just the kids, it was sort of a chaperone teacher that would pop her head in every 10 minutes just to make sure we were still there. That was it. And we weren't like destroying the room. Okay. Yeah, no one's bleeding, no fights, okay, no one's drinking. So, I, we, I, I was on that team, we went to compete at like the Improv Olympics in Ottawa, oh, AAC, but we came in like last or second last. <laughs> and, uh, but this guy, Johnson Moretti, who was a big, he was a big, um, maybe one of the founders of the English sort of speaking improv scene at the time, and, and he'd done, done a lot to like bring schools from all over Canada to compete at the National Arts Centre, put on TV. Anyway, he, he, he saw some potential and he went out of his way, it still blows my mind, but he, he went out of his way to like phone my school, find out who the teacher was, who was the coach, although she was just sort of a chaperone, <laughs> and, and, and tell her to let me know that I had talent and that I should go to this art school because they have the number one improv team. Cool. Now, cool. when you think of people who make a difference in your life and in your world, you know, and how you know, he had to like stop in the middle of his day mm -hmm. and, and find time to, to, he doesn't have to do that, nothing changes, right? Yeah. But that phone call changed my life. I mean, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have known that there yeah. was an art school or that you could do this. Uh, so, you know, that's the short story. He, I kind of got, uh, you know, someone said, you know, anytime someone says you're good at something, you're like, I am? Right? Yeah. Uh, I am, so you tell can, me more. Now I'm interested in this. <laughs> yeah. thing. So it sort of works like reverse engineering like that. And then I, I, I auditioned for something. I said I was with this agency I was. But my friend well, yes. was. This was, I read yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's right. I think it was. A buddy of mine was auditioning for Are You Afraid of the Dark in Ottawa. And uh, I was just with him hanging out. And um, he was, and I was reading the lines with him to, to learn the lines. And I was like, hmm. I, was like I, wasn't, I just kind of think, I was like, oh, that seems like pretty easy. But he, he said, you know, you should, you should audition while you're here. And so I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> he was like, just, just write down your name. You just say, I'm with, just use my agency. And so I did. Um, and then I got a call back in Montreal. And so, uh, and the agency phoned me. They didn't say anything. They just said, you have a call back at such and such. My mom and I, my mom drove me down to Montreal for the call back. 
did the call back and then like you know a week later I get this call saying I, I booked it and then I had this meeting with the agent <laughs> and she was like so you know I, we know we don't actually have you on our roster and I was like no and she's like well that's you know it's, that's pretty confident and I was like well I figured if I didn't get it you would never no, yeah, yeah, and yeah. if I did, maybe you would take me on. So, and that was uh, Kate Mansour at Mansour Agency. I know, oh, right. one of at the yeah. time only two agents there. <laughs> and then after that, it was sort of like I really got the bug. The director on that was really kind, and he, he, he was like, you know, sat down with me once at a lunch break, and he said, you know, how long have you been doing this? I was like, this today. Is my, this is my first job. <laughs> I've never done this before, and uh, he was he was sort of surprised, and he's like, I thought, you know, you you really should do this. You've got some time. You should take it seriously, and like he gave me some tips and. I, you know, I, I looking back, I don't think I was very good. Like, I'm not being hum like falsely mm -hmm. humble. Sure. I just don't have any experience, and so. But there's an earnestness there uh, that let me. That when I look at it even now, I think, oh, you know, that's cool. You you really cared, you know. And there's when you're high, when you're young, you, you know, really caring is dangerous, you know. Yeah. It's vulnerable. Yeah. So, I was like finding a first love, and uh, and and I would say, you know, acting is probably the, it is the longest relationship I've been in. <laughs> That is awesome. You know what? I'm just looking at your list now. You should jump on. It's the great grandnephew of Thomas Edison. How often does that come up? All the time. I bet. Yeah. There's always five minutes of that interview. Yeah, exactly. At least Edison. Thomas Edison. There we go. Well, we won't do the five minutes. Yeah. There we go. There's always a bunch of them. We'll just mention it. I never knew him, so I can't really answer that. One thing that struck me about I read like another interview you'd done with somebody. You also sat with uh, Katie Chats. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Is Katie a character? Is she here? Yeah. She was. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I, I don't want to say she's off doing her own thing because I don't want to speak like if I. If yeah. Maybe she is. Yeah. We actually have to have her on the show. We do. Oh, yeah. Good. You got Katie. Katie's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And her web series taken off. Right. Yeah. 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 She works hard. I do. But um, yeah, there's. I noticed something like basically you're sort of a true creator in that you're always trying stuff, painting and music and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you know, it's funny. Like I think sometimes in this business, it's dangerous to suggest that you like to do several things because the the then they're like you're not committed. To yeah, <laughs> the idea is that you're not serious about one thing or. Or how do we peg you? You know, or how do we right. know you? How do we sell you? How do we sell you? Yeah. So I mean, the truth is, I mean, I'm an actor. That's my first. That's right. my main job. So everything usually is second to that. And then probably right behind that is is writing. Um, I paint as a sort of hobby, but yeah. I do sell occasionally paintings or make a painting on commission for somebody. My sister was an, is a very talented artist, and I. I uh, I just it's I've always something I'd like to do, so I do it anyway. And if somebody likes it or wants something, then great. But it's yeah. it's something I do. Sometimes it's more like a you know? therapy kind of like just a wind down. Oh yeah, not zen. Yeah. It's all, it's all well, no, I, I like to you know the way I think of it is I like I like to make things. I think of myself as a maker of yeah. things versus like the word artist can be kind of loaded or. Or self-congratulatory or something, but I, I think it's it's true. I like to make art, but but uh, I like to just make stuff. I like to cook. I like to do carpentry. I like to um, I just I get an idea, and if it if it and you know creating characters or building characters mm -hmm. is similar to a lot of other things, writing songs and and um, or or making a story. It's very story based. A lot of the stuff mm -hmm. I like to do, but it's essentially I like to make something that where nothing was before, and if that comes out in 
a way that uh, you know makes uh, a living or helps you make a living, then great. But I'm sort of just compelled to keep making stuff. Yeah. So it's hard to sell. Is there any other like thing you'd want to try, like sculpting or glass blowing? <laughs> <laughs> I would actually like to try glass blowing. I just don't want Yeah, I mean, it seems really cool. I'm that guy who will probably inhale when you should be blowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just have a big hot glass bubble in my throat. But yeah, I'm certainly you know not. And then the I'm, second attempt is just boom. Yeah, exactly. Just like I blow the bubble and I. I made a glass blow. Yeah, I made a glass blow. Exactly. It's interpretive. <laughs> Yeah. This is art. <laughs> yeah, call it what you want. Um, are you still doing stuff with your band? Uh, no, I, I I think well, my drummer um, he got pregnant, and so you know, it was at a certain point too where and I done a I done a, a year at uh, this place called Bread Circus in Kensington Market, mm -hmm. and right and right around the, like a few shows in, I lost the drummer, and we had different drummers come in, we, you know. And I realized, like, you know, I'm a hobby musician. I, I love to write songs, so it's something I've thought about um, doing is writing songs for other people. Right. Uh, so if you're a musician and you're looking <laughs> for songs, I, I also write songs. Um, uh, and, and so I, I, I still play occasionally, but I do more like, if, if I had a gig or someone wants me to open for them or something, I might get a friend of mine who's a cello player or a bass player and come in and just do something small and simple. I do love playing with a band and creating music with a band. It, that sort of social, uh, collective, creative mm -hmm. thing. And of course, it always sounds better when you fill it out. But um, it's hard to, to, to get people together, musicians yeah. together, to rehearse. And unless you're touring. Especially if that's not any of your thing, your main thing. Like yeah. everybody's got other stuff on the go and then trying yeah. to get together for Yeah, and if we were in our twenties maybe it's something you can focus Right. But you know as you get older too, it's like it, it, it's something I do for fun, but I, I'm um, I'm gonna I have plans to do uh, an EP or a, an album this year of just new collected material. But really for me it's more like archiving the songs. Right. And using them as a bit of a calling card for something I can do or something or for someone else to sing the song you know and something like that I certainly am not interested I think in in putting another band together and like touring and right. doing all of that that's a that's really a full-time gig and there's not really enough money in it unless you're gonna somehow make that your main thing and find yeah. a way to monetize yeah. what you're doing you know but it is fun I miss it I love playing and I <laughs> probably always will yeah. I was thinking that the other day because I was doing oh, I was watching Fame of all movies. Oh, right? And I'm going, man, I just miss doing yeah. drama. I miss all that yeah, stage yeah. acting. Like, and my girlfriend's like a musical stage actor. So okay. I'm like, just, I'm like so I don't want to ever do any of that in front of her because she'll just judge me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I totally want to do like some little Amdram theater somewhere. You should do it. Yeah. I'm sure she'd totally support you. Oh, she totally would, but then she'd be like, oh, sweetie. Yeah, yeah, terrible, terrible choices there, sweetie. You <laughs> <laughs> have to project more. Now you're just you're you're singing or you're over singing. Yeah, yes. Yeah, have her come in for a note session. Oh my god. And then <laughs> put <laughs> cotton in your ears and, and just nod. Yeah, smile. Nod and smile. <laughs> happy wife, happy. Right. Because oh, did I tell you the show she's doing this November? No. She's doing Man of La Mancha. Oh, oh nice. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to see that. Classic. So, yeah. So yeah. I'm very excited. 
<laughs> as soon as you told me, I started wandering around saying, you know, I am I, Don Quixote. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but there was an episode of Quantum Leap that it was so good. I know. Terry Gilliam loved it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a good time. I was on the streetcar the other day, and for no reason that I can remember, quoted the fame that right here is where you start paying oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's sweat. Right here, it's sweat. You yeah. have that cane. Yeah, exactly. I was playing that for someone. My friends just looked at me, and I'm like, I don't know. I I don't know why. Actually, well, you know, the art school I went to, Canterbury in Ottawa, was I heard it was based off of the actual fame school in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. So that that whole program was. Design based off of that thing, which is kind of funny because oh. I used to watch that show, never thinking I would be doing. Yeah, right? yeah, that's awesome. Leroy, I was just gonna say, did you have a Leroy? Oh, <laughs> Amanda, Amanda just saw a show in New York because she was just in New York, and Leroy was in the show. Yeah, or she's worked with Ed. Oh really? His name came up because I was she was in New York while I was watching Fame. I'm like watching Fame. She goes, oh, oh Leroy and I did that. I'm like, shut wow. up. Yeah. Shut up. He was such a fine. I think everyone on that show knew he was the star. You know, he yeah. he just could move like nobody else, oh. and he, he he clearly was such a a star making it happen. I think yeah. it was sort of surprising after that show that like you know yeah. nowadays he'd be given he would have been given oh, yeah. like three or four yeah. spinoffs or something. But yeah, yeah just amazing. Yeah, it just be sure. called Leroy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, why not? And we'd all watch it. Yeah, we'd we all know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, that leads into yeah. Becky's question, actually. We have a Patreon account, and okay. um, every guest, the, the patrons get to ask them a question. Oh, okay. Um, and she asked which you prefer, or if you prefer, TV and film versus theater or stage. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if I have a preference. It's more like they're very different in a lot of ways, you know? I mean, uh, if, if you love... Um, I think of theater as more like a, a hey Becky. Like, <laughs> She's in Hawaii. You in Hawaii? <laughs> um, I think of theater as more like a sport, and you're you're there to play a two-hour game, and you have to be physically fit, healthy, and you're going to play the best game you can, and try to get that ball in the net as much as you can, and you're going to sweat, and then the the game is done, and then you get to try and win again the next day. That if you love acting as a craft. It's hard to beat theater. You don't have no one. You don't. No one's stopping you. Uh, you get a complete kick at the can every night, and then it's like chalk art. Crowd reaction. Yeah, they're right there. It's live. It's risky. You know, you can mess up. You can forget a line. Some, anything can happen. And I love. And I love that kind of energy. And I. I like having the. The kind of constant. Uh, at, um, you know, they're that you're kind of a conduit for a story that's not being decided by an editor or 15 other people mm -hmm. along the way. You are controlling how long that pause is. You are yeah. controlling what that moment is. And you're basing that off your connection with the audience. So tomorrow's audience, that pause might be shorter or mm -hmm. that yeah. joke might not be funny. And that's what I love all of that stuff. And then it's chalk art and it, and it washes away. And then the next day you try to draw it all again and make it as even better. And so. As an actor, I love theater. Uh, I have to subsidize my theater habit with uh, film and television, <laughs> but I also really love film and television. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I was a big yeah. film buff. I, I grew up, loved like you know, LBO, Saturday Night at the Movies, and mm -hmm. oh, uh, all the old yeah. classics. And I, I remember seeing um, The Apartment. Uh, this was not too long ago, mm -hmm. maybe maybe ten years ago in Spain. And I went climbing the hill, and they were showing The Apartment. Uh, after just Jacqueline had just passed away, oh. we're in Spain. Oh they're showing with English subtitles, 
And I'm thinking, wow, you know, Shirley MacLaine and, and Jack Lemmon are still making us laugh. Those yeah. performances are there for all time. Yeah. Yeah. And we're in a different country, and we all get it. And I thought, you know, theater can't do that. It's not the same thing. It doesn't have... I can't craft a performance and have it there in amber. Yeah. Um, and often, unless you go to the theater, you know, no one really know, knows your work or who you yeah. are, which can, can be good. I mean, I, I, people ask sometimes about what, why I live in Toronto, not Los Angeles. It's, I mean, uh, part of my joke is like, well, you, in Canada, you don't get to be famous, but you get to be anonymous. Yeah. So yeah. there's a trade-off, and theater allows you a bit of that too. But if you actually want to work on great scripts in film and television, often you have to do some film and television for people to know who you are and, and kind of build up a reputation. And I think, to make this answer a lot longer, Becky, <laughs> uh, they're very different. I, I, I really love the surgical work, uh, the precision of uh, film and television, and the unblinking eye of the camera and all of the technique involved. But I love the craft of theater, and uh, that's a great place to learn. Um, how to really read scripts and break them down and how to, how to do the actual craft of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, your, your IMDb is pretty much a who's who of Canadian television. And yeah. There's I, like Murdoch, <laughs> Republic of Doyle, yeah. um, L the LA Complex, which, let's be honest, oh, man, ended way too soon. Way too yeah. soon, right? Way too soon. Martin Garrett, he's not suffered, man. He's doing great. Right? He's like a blind oh, spot. And, yeah. Uh, and he's got his other new show, and he's killing it. And I went out to visit him a couple uh, last year, and uh, you know he's got his he's got his big old LA. Thing. <laughs> he's, he's killing it, but he he deserves it. He works super oh, hard, yeah. and he's very uh, talented. Okay. Guy. Yeah, Rookie Blue Rain, Save Me, Saving Hope, and of course the detail. Yeah, yeah. detail. Yeah. I really don't want to say it. I'm so so mad. Yeah, are you? Yeah, it's yeah. The thing is too, because I I couldn't. I guess. She's mad because it got cancelled in yes. one season. Yeah. Yeah. And Becky's mad too because she's in Hawaii and hasn't gotten oh, to see it. Oh, sorry, Becky. Maybe Unless well, you know was on it. You might, you might get to see it. I heard, I think someone, anyway, I don't know. This is what's weird. We did one season. Uh, UK picked it up. I think someone in the States picked it up. Okay. Uh, it got picked up, but then the show got cancelled. So it, it's one of those weird mm -hmm. things where so you're like, dumb. And it's, it's, it's too bad because it was uh, three female leads. Right. And a, a great time to be telling that these kinds of stories. I also think it takes. Sometimes a season for a show to find yeah. it's yeah. not happen anymore. I was like, it's happening no. too quick now. Like, it's, nobody's getting the chance yeah. to like, especially in reruns. You can just repeat the whole season yeah. before the second season starts That's to it. give more people the chance. Yeah. But you know, Seinfeld would have ended. Oh my uh, god, Simpsons yeah. would have ended. Yeah. So uh, Cheers, I think no, I think Cheers might have done well for right off the, the bat, but. But Star Trek did end. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know. Twice. Twice. And now look what happened. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think didn't. Oh, I mean, there's one of those other big shows that ended and then came back. But you know, it just you know, you never. F some shows, you know, it doesn't really matter how good they are or whatever. Sometimes they just don't find their. I remember Homicide. Yeah, oh, it was a great show, yeah. but it bounced around like three or four networks, and our time yeah. Pure right. was let go. Now Netflix has picked it up. So maybe if you're Netflix, if you want to pick up the detail, right. do it. Seriously, pick it up. It's Wendy Crewson, you can't beat. Crewson, Angela Griffith. There's not, all that performances were Sinead so good, and yeah. I love that it just started. Like yeah. there was no build-up or preamble. You just jumped yeah, in into it. the action. Yeah, it's a And procedural. you automatically yep. kind of know who everybody is, not yeah. because they're cardboard cutouts, but because you're just given the juicy details that you exactly. need. And yeah. Then, yeah, and yeah. then they kind of eke those out as they go. And what's nice too is like you know over time you you get to write for the actors. Uh, themselves mm -hmm. because you, the, the writer the writing team gets a sense of who the, the actors are and then they start kind of 
you know, you see that with like any long running show of like Friends. You know, if you watch the first season, yeah. and then you watch where they are mid season, yeah. you can tell the writers oh, are starting to write for the actor, yeah. and it just starts to you know take off. But anyway, I don't. I'm not an executive. I don't know the numbers game, so maybe there's some reason to that. Yeah. There's none. There's none. It's not. There's a great spinoff for John O, the character I played on that show. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. John oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> I was worried about how, because obviously I knew it was cancelled before I got a chance to watch the uh, finale. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, dear God, like if this ends on a cliffhanger or something, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> yeah. Lose it. Yeah. But it ended so beautifully. Oh, like that very good. last shot was just gorgeous and. Yeah. I, I you know, watching Bittersweet it, was, knowing. It was, yeah, me too. I was like, oh, he. And we had, you know, we had real plans uh, for for second season mm. stuff. I know Lee Lukens, who's the uh, showrunner on that, along with Adam Petal, and they had, you know, we, there was some really interesting stuff they had done in, in the pipe for for a season two. Uh, the other cool thing I thought was sort of a shame, which we were looking to develop more, was sort of a side aspect of the story. But you know, the our children that uh, that uh, Angela or Stevie's care yeah. my wife. And I have one of them is on the autistic spectrum. And there's, yeah. there's not a lot of examples of um, families yeah. where there is this, like a child or someone in the family who has autism. Mm. I think of parenthood maybe and one, yeah. one or two others. But they're, they're not very common. And so I was looking forward to that second season where yeah, we develop how difficult it is yeah. to actually be a family. And for families who are wanting something to watch, right? where they, they can, can see, see their life reflected yeah. back. Yeah. 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 I mean, that means a lot to people to actually see themselves represented on television. I think so too, yeah. yeah. It means yeah. so much. I think so too. And Richard, who played the kid, he played, I thought he was terrific. And uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, and he got like that one little scene in yeah. the PlayStation to really shine, and he nailed it. And then. Uh, well, I know. Well, we, they were planning to like, open this up, so it's, you know, like yeah. one of those things mm -hmm. where you can. Oh. I can't remember who And Liz's that. character with Wendy Crewson was supposed to oh, have yeah. a little uh, yeah. romance girl. She was great too. I wanted more of that too. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah. They were very good at flirting without overtly flirting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought, you know, one of the things I was hoping for if it if the show kept going was because the show was developed before the whole uh sort of Me Too yeah, things yeah. going on, yeah. but it, 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 it dovetailed into that when it came time to push the show, mm -hmm. and rightfully so, we're saying, they're saying, hey, look, we have a show with yeah. female leads and all that, but I, I really just wanted the show, and I'm sure some people in the development side of the show, creatively also, uh, you know, we just wanted it to, to be a good cop show. They just happened to be women, right. and I think one of the fun things about it would have been watching them, you know, get out more and really like kind of like you know jumping fences tackling guys car chase like just doing all yeah. the stuff that you see guy cops do all the time but this would have been more just awesome. yeah just be awesome <laughs> just to see that totally see awesome. how much they have to struggle to maintain right. work and family life and all that i love that you know? so yeah. much yeah, yeah me too all right, all right, your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh it's should i grant man she is just so talented so fun to work with and watch you know She's pregnant now. Maybe that's why we don't have a second season. Yeah, that's like, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you get pregnant? Blame the child. Yeah. 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 Blame the pregnant. Yeah. yeah. How are we doing for time? Oh, we're right there. Um, <laughs> we're Maybe we should wrap up but the we laundry. We definitely use a number of those for uh, for the quick shots, which is great. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. I'm a smart guy. It's <laughs> true. Not just another good hair day for me. No, I'm just another good face, right? <laughs> I've got that going for me. I totally deserve to be on stage with a yeah. face like this. Yeah. Finally. You do well, man. 
Yeah, just your face and hair. Oh, stop. Tell me more. But it's it's. I think one you need to come back. Oh sure, I'd love to. Because the, I think we we haven't even scratched the surface at this point. No, oh, it's deep. True. I'm a deep well. Yeah. I mean, especially even if we get talking about film. Yeah. Because yeah. that's one of the things I. I kind of want to do, I want to bring in like, like we were talking about doing with the Star Wars one, mm-hmm. I want to do that on like a regular basis where yeah. there's just people and we're like, And I want to do with television, yeah. I figured that would actually make two amazing little episode types. Tonight, you know, all of our viewers, go home and watch, say, uh, I don't know, what did I just watch that was really good? <laughs> Samurai Rebellion. Oh yeah. Watch that, and we'll talk, and then tune yes. into the show, and we'll talk about. You know what I just started getting into is if you're in Toronto, and I think they have it in New York and a few other places too. But if you have a library card, oh my god, yeah, yes, right? Let's talk about it. Love that. Canopy. Oh, yeah. so I just watched a great Austrian movie on Canopy with a K. Canopy. Yeah. All you need is your library card. Yeah. You get eight free movies a month. Oh my god. As an addendum though, I I watched like a good chunk of Kurosawa films, yeah. and they didn't detract anything from my credits. Like at all. I had yeah. eight credits for like over the really? month. And I'm like, oh, okay. So and then I like more. Yeah. And then I watched wow. some, then I watched something <laughs> a little more recent and then it took a credit away. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Interesting. That's okay. So, yeah. so maybe you have more than eight. Right? But like I watched this great film which I highly recommend recently called Revanche, which I think translates to revenge. But oh, I saw that. I saw Austrian it in the theater. Movie. Yeah. You did? You saw it in the I saw theater? It in the theater. I loved it. What did you think of it? It was gorgeous. Oh, right? So it was the one where I said the remote uh uh, town and then the woman comes in and because everything that had happened like a number of years earlier. Yeah, so I don't yeah. want to respond. So yeah. It's like it's basically like a, a, a guy who works at a. Yeah. Uh, he's this. He's kind of like the right hand. I don't know the bouncer type guy who works at this. It's going to sound really low grade, but to start off, the first half of the film is a traditional thriller, mm-hmm. and it's this prostitute who works at this place. She's like, you know, there's a pimp, and then there's his like right hand guy who's his tough guy, but that tough is like in love with this prostitute. Okay, this is an old school story, right? We've seen this in sort of a million times, except the way it's told is so white knuckle brilliant. And then the second half of the film is more of a philosophy, a more of a, but not in a boring way. In a, it's, it's like a transitional story where it transitions so seamlessly from a thriller yeah. to a kind of philosophical um, cinematic movie. And, uh, it's, and it feels totally like one movie but brilliant, so and uh, I wouldn't have found it if I didn't look at yeah, it. Yeah, I can't even remember it. Can't be in the library Toronto Reference Library. Yeah, because right? yeah, I got through all kinds of Kurosawa stuff. And yeah, all the whole Criterion collection. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I was amazing. Like, and then they just added um, Call Me By Your Name. Call Me, yeah. It's on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, that documentary about the cats that are living on the streets, and I can't remember where it is, but it's called uh, Katie, like K A D I. Yeah. There. I mean, it's a really good collection. Yeah. And just and a free. Bigger. Yeah. And free. Free. Oh. I love you, Tip library. of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Toronto Library. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so make sure you come back to talk about more stuff. Because, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And not to mention, like, your entire career. <laughs> you barely rushed it, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's right. I know, I know exactly what to ask for. Some quick shots. Right. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and then uh, Patreon. Patreon. And make sure you uh, message us and tell us what you think yeah. and uh, and what you'd like to see us do next or whatever. If, if you like the idea of the movie roundtable, because like, we need to get that started yeah. off the ground because that's fucking awesome. Good idea. Um, Big bowl pop. I've almost gotten into fights on Facebook and I'm like, let's just get people right? in the room and talk. Yeah. <laughs> 
Let's get people angry and rile up about whatever. It's great. And then, yeah, and then watch the radio plays, which are continuing to be awesome. Yeah. So much fun. And of course, stay tuned for the quick shots, which you will find on YouTube. And make sure you follow us there, too. Hey! <laughs>